Well, good morning. Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. We are at Pod Populi in Boca Raton. And uh, we have a little different guest. It's not our normal guest or genre or whatnot. But I think it uh, for a changing market, it really uh, um, is apropos. So, And now, by way of Delray Beach, Florida, she is the host of the 10th-ranked podcast in the world on Amazon for combat sports shows called Skulls and Stilettos. She is the producer, interviewer, interviewee and jack of all trades for pod popular she's a tv producer she graduated from florida state university in psychology and art history she's a wife a niece she's a lover not a fighter well sort of she is janine la russa stella you have the best introductions of any podcaster ever. That was amazing. Well, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on, and uh, thank you for all you do uh, for the podcast, uh, yeah, you know, the world of uh, podcasting. So certainly appreciate it. Um, so fighting, huh? How'd that happen? It is the strangest, strangest story. If you would have told me that... Three or four years ago, I would be hosting a combat sports show. I probably would have told you you were nuts because it just wasn't in my vernacular <laughs> at all. I never watched fighting. I, I, I'm kind of that girly girl that, you know, I still cover my eyes when I watch a, a scary movie. It never was in my in my genre. And what had happened was <laughs> I had a radio show back in 2020 called SoFlo Sass, where I interviewed businesses locally in South Florida, and then the pandemic hit in March. So I started my radio show in January, and in March, the world shut down. So a friend of mine, my very best friend, is a videographer for UFC Fight Pass, and he said, Janine, I need a, I need a favor. There's a fighting organization called Titan FC, that's run and based out of South Florida and they're at the intercontinental in Miami and there's no press, there's no family, there's no spectators allowed at the event because of COVID. I mean, it was very, very strict. We had uh, dynamic wellness there on site testing for COVID because God forbid a fighter got sick and it would spread like a wildfire. So it, it was very, it was very intense. And so he said, do me a favor. Can you and your co-host Come down to Miami and interview these fighters. They're they're new to the scene. They're fresh into a, a professional fighting organization. Just come in, come to the weigh-ins, come to the fight, interview them, make them feel comfortable. And I thought, all right, yeah, I I think this is <laughs> I think this will be fun. So come to find out that the COO of the organization, his name is Lex McMahon, and his father is the late and great Ed McMahon from Star Search. Oh, really? So he was born and raised in, in California, military, very, he moved here and just a really great guy. I met him. I fell in love. I said, you know what? I have to be part of this. And after my first event, I was hooked. And so then I became the girl who showed up at the fights with the microphone when the, when the fighters were bloody and sweaty. And I would say, does your mom know you're doing this? Or I would say questions to them like, what do you eat after you weigh in and you've lost 20 pounds? Or 
are you angry? Like, are you hangry right now? I mean, the questions that I would ask are like a like a concerned parent. So I became kind of like the resident mom of the fighting world. And so now I still continue to go to all these different fights in South Florida. I love it. It's a great tight knit community. Everyone kind of knows everybody and we're all we're all in it to win it. You know, it's funny because you put these fighters on pedestals, right? You look at them and, you know, they're like, uh, they're specimens, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're obviously fit and, you know, to, to fight, you have to be, uh, in, in the best shape of your life. And, you know, the questions that you would want to know or the answers you would want to know are those questions is like, okay, like, how'd that happen? Like, how'd you get into fighting? How'd you, you know, you, you start, um, you know, eating and, you know, you, do you have a nutritionist? And, and a lot of these people obviously starting out doesn't, you know, doesn't have the, uh, the money to, to, to actually go into that and, and such. So, um, I'm sure it's a, a very interesting podcast, you know, talking, uh, with all these fighters. I mean, there's so many fighting organizations organizations now and uh i mean i remember ufc with the uh, moist gracie and and all these other different fighters that were um you know coming into uh the sport you know um and fighting is a little bit a lot like our uh, real estate market coming up uh here um you know as it you know we talk about shifting market and changing real estate market but uh you know people don't realize what a real estate agent does uh, they think, you know, they look at the uh, social media and they say, wow, they sold it in three hours and they sold it for more money. And, and uh, you know, wow, they make so much money and all these different things. They didn't realize that, you know, we were uh, a therapist, a, uh, a Uber driver, a grocery uh, <laughs> picker upper, you know, um, a bottle washer, whatever it is. Right. Um, so, you know. You know, talk a little bit about because you know, as far as real estate, because you've you've had a lot of experience in real estate and such, and so experience in real estate and how it relates to kind of fighting and and the interviewers uh, are interviewees of those fighters. One thousand percent, and the way I can relate the two is very simple, and that has to do with branding. When you're a real estate agent, you're branding yourself; it's your marketing whether it's a a flyer or a postcard or a podcast or a billboard, every realtor is trying to stand out in their community or in their area as I've made it. I'm the the go-to person you want to talk to. You can do business with me because you know, like, and trust me. And in the same realm with the fighting world, they're, they're a brand. They, they have now that social media is what it is today they need to have a presence on social media. They need to have a good manager. They need to have a good team behind them. Where's their train? Where's their gym? You know, that's that's clout and status right there. If you ask any fighter in South Florida what their gym is, I could tell you automatically who they're being trained by because there's four or five down here that are spectacular that breed the world's best fighters in the in the world. And so whether that's ATT Coconut Creek, ATT Sunrise, Sanford MMA, uh, whether that's Goat Shed in Miami, which is the newest up and coming. I love that gym. It's in the Miami Design District. If, if I know or MMA Masters in Hialeah, if, if anyone comes from those gyms, I know how they're being trained. They're being trained as, as killers <laughs> and they, they have a great backing behind them, whether it's their branding, whether it's uh, – 
really getting out there and getting noticed because you could be the best fighter in the world, but unless you have a team behind you, it's not going to happen. So in relation to real estate, you might be a great real estate agent, but unless you have a good team behind you to back you, whether it's a great assistant, whether it's a great uh, marketing team, whether it's a great mortgage broker that you trust that can help facilitate the deals, it's a very similar type of scenario. And if you want to do a podcast, you need a great podcast team. That's right? true. You need a good podcast team. Absolutely. You know, so uh, if you are interested in podcasting, um, you know, one of the, I would say, you know, when you're looking at um, doing a podcast or branding, you know, in any, in any aspect, you know, people get so scared of, of these, you know, um, niche markets, right? They're like, well, you know, if I, if I only concentrate on, you know, downtown Boca condos, um, well, what if they want a single family home in West Boca or West LA or whatever? It doesn't matter because the niche marketing is what brings mm-hmm. people to you. And, uh, too often I think we try and go after everyone and what happens? We get no one, right? So I think niche marketing is, is certainly a, a big deal. And when you get in, into podcasting, have Having a niche podcast. Talk a little bit about podcasting because you know a thing or two about it. Um, how you know? I know you know how you kind of started, but you know how do you get involved in it? Because there's so many people now. I mean, it's it's about as pop. You know, it might be almost as popular as, as YouTube and, and and doing videos now because you know with the advent of uh, Clubhouse and and all these audio platforms, it seems to be doing really really well. Podcasting has become the largest platform in the world to get your voice heard. And everyone has a voice. If anyone has a business or a brand, they need to have a podcast. Why? Because it brings awareness. It's so different when, for example, you're a real estate agent and you're a broker. So if I want to do business and there's thousands, real estate agents are a dime a dozen here in South Florida, right? So if I'm trying to choose the best real estate agent, if I know that one has a really great, prominent podcast, and I listen to that podcast, and I start to get to know that host and how they think and how they do business, I'm going to want to work with them. So it's a platform to get to know someone on a different level before working with them. It's different than looking at their billboard on the side of the road. I see a photograph. I don't know anything about that person. So podcasting is a great platform to showcase your knowledge, your business, and and really get your message out there so people feel comfortable doing business with you. Yeah, you want to get your word out. Um, you know, everyone has something to say, right? And, um, you know, the, it, it makes... Uh you know, the world go round as we're all different and we're all unique and we, um, you know, we have our unique... Uh, you know, uh, things to say, I guess, or beliefs or, and opinions. And, um, you know, people are so scared of, you know, hearing their voice or seeing, you know, their face on video and, and things. But it really does go a long way because the, the amazing thing is real estate's hard enough and there's so many obstacles to overcome that when you deal with, you know, clients and or customers that don't like or don't connect with you on a personality, um, you know, kind of, you know, it's not worth it. So like to me, the podcast also attracts the people that you want to actually work with and they want to work with you. So it's, um, it's kind of like getting uh, referrals over referrals over referrals and just keeping that as business. So and I, it's great because the podcasting community 
people want to help other people grow their audience. Absolutely. So that's the best part. It's not like if you're a real estate agent and there's another real estate agency in your in your competition. The the thing about that is if you have a podcast and that real estate brokerage has a podcast, you can help connect each other's audiences and say, hey, if I'm not able to help you, maybe this person will. They're trusted, they're respected in the community. And that goes the same way with podcasting. There's so many different platforms and different types of podcasts that it's great to cross-reference and and guest host on each other's shows for that reason. Yeah, we do that a lot. I mean, from a a collaboration, you know, um, real estate itself, you know, is, is designed to be very competitive, right? We have... I think the latest stats were 227,000 realtors um, for um, in, in the state of Florida. So, um, and there's another 200,000 real estate agents, licensees that are not members of the National Association of Realtors. So you're talking about nearly 500,000, you know, licensees in the state of Florida trying to do business. Well, 52% don't do a single deal in a year and 66% do three or less. So if you want to um, really kind of stand out and be different, um, have a podcast or, you know, I know you have something to say. We all have something to say. We all, you know, I mean, if you don't, then you probably shouldn't be in the real estate business because <laughs> it's yeah. so true. Everyone's got a story. It does. Everyone has a story. And what I love about podcasting is I, I feel that the confidence factor with anyone, if someone has anxiety, we're talking. Let's talk about mental health for a second. If someone has anxiety, or they they have depression, or they've suffered with something, and they say, "You know what? I'm going to try something different. I'm going to start a podcast." And a lot of times, in the back of their mind, they may go into it thinking, "Who's going to want to listen to me? What do I have to say that's value that's valuable and that people will want to hear?" And that's the first thought that goes into their mind. But what people don't realize is you're having conversations all day long. They're just not recorded. So when you're on that platform to say what's on your mind, you're not filtered. You're not censored. You can say whatever you want. It's your party. People are coming to your party. (laughs) And you can express yourself in any way that you'd like. And that's the beauty of podcasting. You know, one of these episodes, I'm going to – we have a folder, right? We have a folder of – pretty much about 25 years of stuff and um, of, of just people doing stupid things. Like, you know, like uh, just to give an example, you know, we, we told someone to write a voided check and they wrote a void on the uh, check and sent it back to us. You know, like, <laughs> like, like things like that, you know, like, and, and just, I mean, and, and, and just funny things that we've seen over the last 25 years. And, you know, people, uh, you know, always say like, you know, well, you know, I, you know, have you ever walked in when someone's having sex or have you ever walked in? That's when, a good question. You know, has, has that ever happened? <laughs> yes, it has. It has. Um, when you're showing a property. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it wasn't anything you'd like to see. So, this was about eight years ago, maybe eight, nine years ago. Um, maybe, maybe longer. I don't remember. Um, what's the comp? Yeah, what does that conversation but, go like? Uh, gotta go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah like we walked right, out, right out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, just some funny things. Like, I, I mean, I fell in a pool. 
you know, when I was, uh, you know, texting, you know, um, um, I, 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 I fell on a, uh, coffee table because I was texting and there was a low contemporary modern, you know, like a coffee table. And it was at the final walkthrough where my client bought the furniture as well. And I'm like, um, I'll replace that. <laughs> oh you know? my God. You can't make that up. That is insane. No, I know. Were so, you okay? Yeah, yeah, I was okay. I mean, I was pretty embarrassed, but yeah, I was, uh, I was okay. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a long list, even worse things that I've, that, I, that have happened over, over the years. But, you know, it's, um, it's funny because when you look at like new agents getting into the business and they're looking at things, uh, you know, being different or whatnot, you know, the best thing to do is to really start a podcast because if you start a podcast, you're automatically getting, you know, some degree of audience, right? You're, you're getting some degree of reach and you're talking about it, which helps you in your business anyway. And, um, I saw, you know, someone, uh, say, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, you know, brand new agent. Do a podcast. It's a, I think it's a great idea to figure out what you like and how you, you know, how you want to, um, get the word out and what your story is and, and, and go from there. I love podcasting. I love real estate as well. I mean, as you know, I think I've, I've spoken to you about this. I got my real estate license back in 2014 and I'm, I believe I'm voluntarily inactive. So I'm not, I'm up to date on all my CE, mm-hmm. but my, my, uh, my license is not hung in any particular brokerage, but I've always kept it up to date because as I've seen things changing throughout the years, I mean, who knows? It's never too late to start. I'm 40 years old. I might, you know, dabble in it. So, you know, and, and the funny thing is, is a lot of people, like you said, dabble in it, right? Like my biggest, one of my biggest pet peeves is uh, dabbling in it and hanging your license. So like so to it's me, good that I'm not doing. No, that. agreed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like I don't hire part time or you know like um, dabblers or <laughs> or so uh, hang. Like when, when we go in an interview and someone says, uh, you know, um, tell me about your place. I want to see if I can hang your license, hang my license there. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like hanging is temporary. Like I don't want you to hang your license with me. You want me to? You I want I want you time. to partner with me. I want you to be you know in business with me, but I don't want you to hang your license with me. So you know it's funny. It's just a, you know terms that have come over, and it's a very they're very popular terms. They're just. Well, uh, I'm so happy I have never done that. <laughs> I'm glad you aren't dabbling as well. In no, the only time I hang my hung my license was when I was actively doing real estate, but I was working for a. Developer at the time, so other than that, I haven't done anything with it. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I'm just a couple more stories that came to mind. I mean, I remember I went in um, and uh, in a walkthrough, um, and the uh, window panes were gone. The windows, the frames were there, but the window panes were gone, and there were hypodermic needles all over the place. And I, I turned to my buyer, and I'm like. Uh, all right. So I called the listing agent and the listing agent says, um, yeah, we have a little bit of problem. The uh, son, um, was a heroin addict and he decided to sell the window panes for drugs. So we had no window panes. Um, you know, like I've had 
like prostitution rings that I've, you know, that I've gone in. I'm like, what the freak? You know, so like cra- crazy stuff, you know, you don't, you don't realize when you go into these places, like, you know, when you go home from a day like that, are you, do you look at your uh, wife and say, you're not gonna, <laughs> like, you can't, you're not gonna believe what happened to me today. Yeah. I mean, what do you do at that point? I mean, you, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, um, you know, just, yeah, just What's the craziest thing that a, a, a buyer wanted that you just thought was absolutely ridiculous. Like their demands that were just ridiculous. Um, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I can't remember like one instance, but a lot of times they get fixated on like furniture or art paintings or things that like become personal and the seller's like, listen, it's my grandmother's whatever. And the buyer's like, I don't care. I want it. Like, like, you know, like, and the seller's like, yeah, no, you know? So, I mean, like those kind of things get just, you know, it gets cont- passed down for 200 right, years in my right. family, but I want it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I want my Oompa Loompa. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I want it now. You know, but it, it, it's funny because we do get fixated as we're negotiating, as we're buyers and sellers are getting, because it becomes an emotional um, transaction, right? I mean, the, you know, the reason why you really have a real estate agent, you know, yes, we expose properties. Yes, we do a lot of things. But one of the things we do is we take the emotion out of the transaction because it's a lot easier to speak to someone who is and, and tell them what you want than it is to speak to someone face to face who's making that decision and you're speaking to a seller and a buyer doesn't work one one person's going to be stronger and one person's going to get taken advantage of and so that's why you have real estate agents to take that emotional you know connection or, or so you know, true you know. my when i i lived in my house for almost 30 years before i put it on the market a few years ago and i was a i was just a basket case when it came to the last week I remember the the buyers wanted to do a walkthrough like the day before we were supposed to be out. Granted, there's boxes everywhere. My whole life is in this was in this townhouse, and I had been in there my whole life, all my childhood memories, everything. And and I remember freaking out, going, "Why do you want to come in the day before? I'm like, it's not bad enough that like I'm 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 trying to get this perfect and clean and everything perfect for you, but I was just like, and my real estate agent was like. Janine, it's not a big deal. It's like normal. They just want to make sure there's like progress. And I'm like, I don't care. You don't know what your emotional state is until you sell the home that you were in your whole life. You just go through the gamut of emotions. It, you cannot predict yep. what your mental state is when when you go through that. And so I'm glad I got out of there. I mean, I, I left for several reasons. It was It was time. But... The, the real estate agent is so important to take that emotion out. What's the best, um, who was the best interviewer um, or interviewee, I guess, that you, um, you know, that either you were nervous or intimidated by or, or just, you know, j- just had a, just knocked it out of the park? Uh, Dean Thomas, I would say. Dean Thomas is a UFC, he's royalty. And he's also a commentator for UFC currently. So if you turn on a UFC fight on a Saturday night, he's there. He is. He lives in Fort Pierce. 
born and raised, gives back to the community, coaches people, is just so dynamic and so intelligent. He's an actor. He's a voiceover. He's like a jack of all trades, and he's so intelligent, and he's so wise. And I rem- every time I interview him, I just feel like I'm in the presence of someone that is just awesome. It's kind of intimidating. It's, it makes me nervous. Like the little girl in me that's interviewing someone gets excited. Have you ever interviewed like Ken Shamrock or Vitor Belfort or nope. any of those? So I know um, it's funny because um, one of my uh, real estate agents' uh, daughter is a big-time volleyball player, and uh, and Vitor Belfort's daughter is also on that team. And they, uh, you know, and and I always ask her, like, like is it intimidating? Like, you know, like, well, he's in the stands, you know, it's like... I mean, he, you know, he also is royalty, right? Like you, you put these people on, 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 you know, pedestals because you don't know them, right? You're not, you're not having conversations every day with them. Kamara Usman's my absolute favorite fighter, and he just lost the yes. welterweight belt to Leon Edwards last Saturday. And I've been following him forever, and I that know was a him. Crazy kick, crazy kick, <laughs> and I, and I, I've been obsessed like a little <laughs> child. His brother won the heavyweight belt, Muhammad. Usman, who now just um, won the Ultimate Fighter, so now he's got a, a UFC contract finally. But I met him when he was the the heavyweight champion for Titan FC, and I remember Camario came to watch his brother fight and and corner him, and I got so nervous because I'm so short. I wanted to take a picture with the two of them, and I always tell this story because it, it it's so nerve wracking to me that I did this and talk about embarrassment. I'm so short, and I go like this with each arm. To I'm holding onto Mohammed's waist, and then I'm holding onto Kamaro's waist, and I'm so short that I grabbed Kamaro's butt. <laughs> and I thought for a split second, "Oh my god, I can't believe I did that!" And then I thought, "I'm doing this." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" So my husband is like filming because he's been my producer of my show for forever, and he's always filming. He's always doing the back end. And he's like, well, Jenny, what do you want me to do? Like, it, it's Kamara Usman. Like, right. it's, it's kind of like a hall pass. So anyway, that was my most embarrassing moment with my favorite fighter. And I'll never live it down. <laughs> That's so. funny. Well, uh, where can we find you? You can find us on Fight Mixer TV, which is on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon uh, Fire TV. We're, we do StreamYard just like, just like you. It's a great platform. Sure. And I... Uh, also think that you could look us up on Facebook. Yes. Facebook yes, she Live. Can. Yes, she can. So I always end the, you know, the conversation uh, with two questions. What um, are you currently watching and what's your favorite all-time series of all time? I have so many. During the pandemic, I think <laughs> we just, we lived on Netflix. Ozark was great. I liked Startup. Did you ever see Startup? I have not. It takes place in Miami, and it's an internet dark web company that started in the boroughs of Miami from Little Haiti to Little Havana, and a prominent Miami Beach Jewish family, and how the three of them intersect and build this empire. It's amazing. It's amazing. Startup. It's called Startup. Okay. And currently, I've watched everything, so watching reruns of Wentworth, which I love. Oh, yeah, sure. Wentworth is great. Yeah, um, I was told to watch 365. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen that. Uh, well, it's it's kind of like um, 
Fifty Shades of Grey meets uh, Scarface. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's pretty slow, but it's very risque. Is it uh, on Netflix? It is. It is. 360. Yeah. I guess it started in 2020, and now there's three episodes. Um, I mean, it was decent. You know, I mean, it was it was risque and lots of sex and all that. Um, but... Um, uh, I don't know. Is it? It's weird because, like, you know, you're expecting like, you know, a little bit bigger. The storyline was pretty cool. Um, the storyline is basically a, a, a mobster, um, basically kidnaps this girl, and she's got 365 days to fall in love with him. And and if I she love do- it already. <laughs> and, and if she and if she doesn't, then uh, she's free. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, it's interesting. The storyline's really cool. Um, I don't know. The execution was great, but it, it was it was entertaining for the very at the very least. That's so, so three sixty five. Cool. Yeah, three sixty five. I'm yeah. totally watching that tonight. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Breakfast uh, with the broker. Folks. You learned it all. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, I I thank you very much. Um, you know, uh, you've been a, a podcast producer of ours, and, and we certainly appreciate all you've done. And uh, if you are interested in uh, uh, starting your own podcast, or maybe you already have a podcast and you want to uh, uh, pr- promote it uh, properly, um, definitely check out Pod Populi in Boca or uh, one near you. And uh, we certainly appreciate Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. Thank you.